0: Thank you.
1: to shh. it's the library the podcast the podcast is based on the premise that you're on a northern rail train to nowhere and you're not going to get home quickly so to keep yourself entertained we're going to offer you the journey with three books that have had some sort of influence on you and a bit of music you can choose one album for a bit of light relief just remember this is a journey. It feels like you're on the Trans-Siberian Express to Wigan and there aren't any pies at the end. Hi, I'm Kieran.
2: Well, I'm James. And today I'm really excited as we have our first guest and it's a non-library guest, so we're absolutely delighted. Um, so I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at the Trust.
0: Okay, thank you. My name is Uchenna Okoye. I'm a senior specialist, biomedical scientist in cellular pathology. And pretty much I work in the lab. And cellular pathology, we're more involved in early diagnosis or detection of cancer. Um, So I'm one of the um, assistant technical head of the department in the day-to-day running of the department. And for me, it's quite an interesting field because if you're able to catch diseases like cancer on time Mm. before they do a lot of damage to the body, then there are more chances of success Mm -hmm. than, you know, when damage is already done. And it's also great because it's lovely to see that um, a medical intervention or treatment progress such in such a way that, you know, a diagnosis of cancer isn't necessarily a death sentence. Mm. But, you know, sort of things have moved on such that, you know, even with the diagnosis of cancer, there are lots of options of treatment. And also the fact that you can actually help future generations or relatives, you know, sort of by even going further to find out a bit more about, okay, is there a chance of disaffecting any other family member? So to me, it's, it's a great field. And um, yeah, I enjoy it.
2: It's very important work. And it's, it's very fascinating. And I think one of the, the beauties of this podcast is we get to know people outside of our own sphere and interest and Getting to even know that little bit of detail, I think, is great, really interesting. Um, but the main reason we have you on today is we're going to speak about books. So, what would be your first book choice, Suchana?
0: Well, my first book choice is the Bible. Um, you know, Joshua 1, verse 8 says, You know, this book of shall not the part out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night. So, I read the Bible every morning, that's the first thing first thing I do in the morning, and then um, every night before I go to bed. Um, but for me, it's a book full of you know three specific things. One, wisdom um, that expresses a brilliant form of love, you know, um, amazing love that God, being all, all-encompassing, really cares for us and the bible says in john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son this love that's so passionate that gives his all and for me that's that's one thing that's fascinating about about the book about the bible second thing that's fascinating about it um, is the fact that god is interested in our physical and mental well-being you know Verse, Psalm 67, verse two talks about you know your saving health amongst the nations. So for me, it's, it's a book that places God's emphasis or shows God's emphasis, you know, on our well-being. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health, um, and then also you know about our mental well-being. You know, for me, I found it a very great source of reassurance when things don't go well in life, you know, it just says, be still and know that I am God for all things work together for good to them that love God. And, you know, when things don't go the way I planned or, you know, don't go the way, or I, I feel things are going in a negative direction, mm-hmm. I'm just relaxed and calm. I, my, it helps my uh, mental well-being to know that God's got my back covered. Mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about that. And, um, yeah, The third thing about it really is that I think it's a very important book that gives a blueprint as to how to treat each other in society. If only people can obey the second most important commandment, which is, you know, treat each other as yourself. Mm. You know, if the rules were reversed, and I mean the situation that the other person is in, how would I want to be treated? If people just took time, a few seconds, to think about that question, I believe it will help us, you know, in, in society. It doesn't matter what you believe, it doesn't matter what you... If you took time to treat each other as we want to be treated.
1: Yeah, it's such a universal value. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, for me, it's a book that's got loads, loads of good things in it.
2: It's a tale, I guess it's a a tale of morality and how you could lead your life and I love how you interpret it as well because the Bible you can probably interpret a hundred different ways that can be positive and also on the other side they can be negative but what I'm getting from it is you kind of use the Bible as like um, as a crutch or as like a support to get you through you know the good times and the bad and the fact that you can speak about it in a positive, um, encouraging way, I think is, is really good for the people listening or someone who mightn't be like, oh, I would, I would never read the Bible. I think being open-minded also comes across and you know what, I might give the Bible a read. That's it's been a while. <laughs> it's
0: a good thing because to me, I mean, you know, it's, to me it's a natural book about mistakes. It also shows human mistakes where people have got it wrong, and God's attempt to help us get it right. And that to me is kind of a summary of it, you know, sort of Mm the fact that as humans, we fail. Mm. And, you know, for me, it's a very important lesson because it brings the question of, you know, how gracious am I to others when Mm -hmm. they make mistakes? Is mistake really a negative thing, or can it be harnessed? and used, you know, to gain experience and move forward.
2: Kind of like self-improvement and thinking, right, what did I do wrong there? Exactly. Or what am I doing wrong? Yes. Mm, That's very interesting. Mm.
1: Okay, so we're going to move on to a a question that we're particularly fascinated by. Um, We're moving into an increasingly digital environment. Where do you stand on digital versus analogue? Oh, I
0: think... To be honest, I think the the digital age brings about a lot of opportunities to gain knowledge. You know, I definitely benefited from the digital age um, because I've read more books in a short period of time um, than I would if I were to sit down and open an analog book. One of my favorite digital um, platforms is Audible you know and i just love i just love it when it comes up with this is audible and then you know sort of um the narration of the story of the of the book starts so i think it's great i also think it helps you gain knowledge incorporate knowledge while carrying on with your day to day life so you're driving it on you know you're jogging you're walking you know you're doing different things and then Know, gaining knowledge, it's part of
1: your everyday life. So it's yeah. it's really good. I yeah. do like a good audio book on the commute. <laughs> nice.
2: I think now pe- people's time is of essence. Yeah. And as you said, you can wash the dishes and you can listen to an audio book, whereas with the old physical book, well, I guess you could try and wash up while you're reading the book, but I wouldn't recommend it. See, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's quite interesting.
0: Um, we're going to go on to your second book now. Okay, yes. So, for my second book, um, that was actually a um, paper copy of um, Dreams My Father by Barack Obama. And um, as that was quite a very interesting, interesting eye-opening book into his personal lives and personal struggle um i quite like autobiographies uh, i like people you know people writing about themselves and the challenges they faced and you know so it was interesting to see him come from that perspective of you know who am i you know as identifying himself as african or identifying himself as american both you know and the challenges that that came with um So I I think that was was really, really good Um, because he was just quite open about it. And for me, I think it was a question of, um, wow, it's great to hear of all this success, but to every success, you know, people struggle. We're individuals. Mm. We all have areas in which we struggle. And sometimes it's so easy to just look at someone and think, oh, that person is just, you know, way out of line, without actually finding out sometimes, mm-hmm. taking the time to find out, well, what are they actually going through? What are they actually struggling Because from the outside, everything could look all right. Yeah. You know, but taking the time to go deeper might discover one or two things about people, you know, that can actually help you, in a sense, relate better to them mm-hmm. or even help them.
2: That's it's walking in someone else's shoes is, is kind no. of the saying, I don't think people do that enough, which is, mm, no. which is quite sad. Mm. But um, I think the Obama biography would be fascinating. I mean, he's, a, he's probably one of the most, I guess, inspirational figures in, in this century, um, especially what he's, you know, what he's done for America, you know, being the first black president. Um, yeah, he's just an inspirational character.
1: I no. think you definitely got both of us sold on reading that um. yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's one of the things that I quite liked about the podcast. I mean, I read um a book that James recommended, and I can just see myself doing this with the Barack Obama book
2: yeah, definitely yeah. um so when you were growing up, do you remember having books in the house, or do you remember your parents encouraging you to read because I know we had um We've had many conversations in the, in the staff room before, and you were saying, you know, you, you bring your kids to the, the public library. Um, so I guess when you were growing up, do you remember any of those influences?
0: To be honest, no. Um, I don't remember seeing either my parents, you know, reading a physical book at any point. But one thing I do know, and one thing that happened every was that every morning, we woke up and then um, my dad would read the bible to us you know so we studied the bible and read the bible every morning um which i've taken i've carried on as well like with my children and it's a lovely opportunity actually for them to have opportunities to ask questions so they ask a lot of questions like what does this mean how and then we also try to put that into practical context you know what does that mean for us today? Mm. You know, and how can we incorporate that into normal life? Um so it's it's it really leads to a lot of healthy discussions and it's also led them to move on to like read other books and things like that, you know. Um we encourage them, just as, as you rightly said, to to read a lot, which is good, yeah. And so. I think
1: that's really good evidence that, that sort of um experience of reading, for children particularly, um, really has an influence on their educational attainment and stuff like that. So.
2: Yeah, starting from an early age is great, and I think I am going to plug public libraries, but they do so many great initiatives, and um, they do like story times with kids, and that even starts with babies from six months upwards. So I mean, if you are kind of not aware of these services, i definitely pop to the library, because I mean, it is important to... To to your kids at a young age and also for like, socialisation as well within the library. So, I mean, I think it's quite important.
1: And we've got a great little public library down in Great Moor. Okay. Uh, y- you know, it, it, not huge, but it's, it's a nice place. Well,
2: there's it's loads c- of libraries in the Borough Stockport. So, yeah. yeah, that's our plug for the public libraries. Um, we're going to go on to your final book choice.
0: So, my final book choice is actually a digital one which Mm -hmm. i read and um it's really nice it's called the values factor by dr john d martini and for me it's quite a very significant book that shows you how much a human being can achieve once they decide that you know no limitation is going to stop them you know we all face challenges in life but deciding hey look i'm going to achieve this you know the bible says there's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty gives him understanding so it's all about you know sort of for me there's that place or it's a perfect example of the fact that if we decide this is what we want to achieve it doesn't matter what limitations one has physically um, you can still achieve it Um, For him, the story started, you know, from when he was born with some deformities and, you know, being told he had to use braces and at the age of four, speaking to his dad, you know, and saying, look, please, I promise to walk straight if you would give me a chance of not using these braces. And fortunately, the dad agreed to that, but he said that made him place a lot of emphasis on physical health, which he still does you know made him run around places and things like that and then being told well he will not amount to much in life um you know with respect to his intellectual ability Mm. um and that made him decide well i'm going to seek for knowledge and made him excel in a lot of areas in life and you know for him for the book talks about when you discover what is truly you when you discover your true values then you'll be able to retain information about it. You'll be able to pay attention to um, things about it. And you'll you'll have the right intention, you know, as to how to achieve it. And, you know, for me, it's a great book. It just shows how much one can achieve, you know, physically. Mm. And that, you know, it doesn't matter what physical or, you know, what physical restraints one encounters. Like you can still make the most out of life. But, you know, consequently upon that as well, import- it's important to succeed in life, but the Bible also mentions about what benefit would it be to someone if you succeed in life, you know, but lose your own soul, Matthew 16, verse 26. So for me, it's a balance, you know, it's great to see that one can achieve the best in life, but most importantly, you know, for me it's uh, also about the journey of a soul, eternity after life, you know. Um, Being able to gain
1: both to me is great. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that came across for me is um, the matter of interest being the key thing. Yes. Um, I mean, when we're we're training people in this searching. We really like a real example because that's how people retain information. Mm-hmm. You learn to search by searching something you're interested in. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the past, I've done internet search training sessions with people and we've literally looked at EasyJet because they wanted to book a holiday, but they retained how we got there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> retaining knowledge is is a difficult thing to attain, but um, I think going back to some of the themes throughout your books, there's a lot of positivity and believing in yourself. And I think Barack Obama is probably a big example. Obviously, he you know he overcame a lot of adversity to become you know one of the most powerful men in the world. Um, and I think with that last book as well, sometimes you can be your own worst enemy. So I think obviously this fella had you know physical disabilities and probably the world was against them, but because he had that kind of self-belief and motivation, he became a success. Um, So I think there is another theme of kind of like self-help and, you know, trying to be a better person. And I think...
1: I think also the value of a challenge and how you, you get over that challenge.
2: I think we can, as humans, we can be quite hard on ourselves. I know sometimes I'm quite hard on myself. And then I think sometimes you just need to take a step back and say, right, I need to see the bigger picture here. And then just be, just have some more, having some self-reflection. And I think you probably get a lot of that from reading the Bible.
0: Absolutely. Because
2: um, you can interpret the Bible in many ways. Um, but I think your approach is, it's quite, what's the word? Enlightening. And it's kind of given me a new kind of outlook, because we can, at times, be quite close-minded. And I think being close-minded is one of the worst things you can be. Um, just have an open mind, and I think you'll actually enjoy life a bit better.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: right, so we're going to move on to our music category. Yeah,
1: but before we do that, I'm going to put this advert out for... Our theme song is um, from a band from Leeds called Nervous Twitch, th- who I absolutely love. They've got a... Um, All day are going on, on 30th of April in Leeds, at Wharf Chambers, part-time punks, you've got All The Shaw, The Anderson Tapes, Diablo Furs, who I'm really looking forward to seeing, The Dirt, Duck, those of you that know me know that I have a bit of a duck habit, so I'm really fascinated to see a band called Duck. Uh, Nervous Twitch themselves, and The Red Stains, and it will be absolutely fabulous. So Erin. As you asked, there's the advert. So, what is your favourite album?
0: Right, well, I must admit, um, um, I don't have a particular album I would say, you know, I like and because I believe in picking best tracks, in a sense, so I like the two age of Spotify and things like that where, you know, you sort of get different, um different tracks that are kind of um, Mm -hmm. very similar but i listen to a lot of gospel music and my favorite um i'll say gospel music is um i am a friend of god by israel horton you know for me what really defines the song is the lyrics you know what is it trying to convey what is it trying to tell me about the, the the intention the expression of the artist and, you know, that the the, the the verses of the song says, Who am I that you are thinking of me, that you love me, you know? Um, Is it true that you're thinking of me, how you love me? It's amazing. I am a friend of God. It just should, talks about God's amazing love, you know, how he showered us with all this love. So, for me, that's, that's the great thing. But um, I also listen to a lot of Afro beats as well mm-hmm. and try to, incorporate that listen to a bit of reggae and for me it brings about a rich musical experience because you know i can decide don't know how can we combine this and that and you know um i find that that comes in particularly handy with playing you know with the team i play i play music as part of the worship team at church so um i play the bass guitar and the drums and when it comes to actually songs, the question of, wow, what can we do to this to make it a bit more, you know, um, lively, make it a bit more. So I, I, I like that and I find that quite interesting. So I listen to music across the genre, but
2: So do you incorporate all those elements within your traditional gospel setting?
0: Yes. I'm i do. love to hear that. Yeah, no, we do. Um, we can decide to pick a song and decide, OK, this is the way it was played, but can we play it in a different style? Okay. Can we do it? Oh anything? no,
1: that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love a lovely, um, challenging cover. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> fascinating. I think yeah. um, gospel music is—it's got—it's played such an important part, I guess, in popular music. Like, I'm assuming Marvin Gaye, pretty sure he sang in the gospel. James Brown, oh. Stevie Wonder—that's probably where they. First, got their musical influence actually, yeah, and then the influence is had on, you know, soul, funk, all those genres. Oh. I think it all kind of goes back to gospel, um, and I can kind of imagine the gospel that you might have at your church being, you know, really lively, um, probably amazing vocals, great harmonies. I imagine as well.
1: But also, it's that sense of joy. I mean, one of the things I love about going to a gig is it makes makes me feel seventeen again. Absolutely. Um, yeah. um, and, and that joy of music, yes, just sharing that with people is wonderful.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to move on now to, I think it's quite a difficult question to ask. So we're going to ask you to pick your favourite lyric or favourite quote or just favourite passage, really.
0: Lovely. Um, there's this quote by Confucius, I think, that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that if you if you want to be remembered, or if you want to be remembered for a year, then plant rice. If you want to be remembered for 10 years, plant trees. If you want to be remembered for 100 years, um, plant, plant or educate people. And for me, I think that's what's quite important. Um, that we are all a product of the influences around us. You know, a lot of people feel, well, I am self made, but studying my, my years of studying, us, I've come to discover that look, you know, we are driven to achieve the things we want to, either because we've seen it as a positive example, mm-hmm. or because it was a void in our lives that want to make sure we feel, and that we, you know, our lives generally is influenced by the things around us and the importance of well having that nurturing environment where people are actually helped to develop the best in them that that actually helps a lot and goes a lot in people's development and who they are so that to me I believe it's the for me that's what's quite mm. key and I, it makes me believe as well in the role of the family as a nurturing environment. You know, it doesn't have to be your immediate family. You know, it could be your extended family, it could be people you've adopted as family, but the role of the importance of having the right influence around you.
1: But also I think it's that sort of social capital, your church group. Yes. You know, the things that you're interested in uh, in as groups, society, it it works as a whole.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think having positive role models is is so keen and if let's say you don't have those role models it's quite important to find meaning or find influence from somewhere else like for example your church would probably be a good outlet because it's a positive thing Um and I actually had an interesting conversation with, um, with Robin from our training team mm-hmm. yesterday so he's doing a course on coaching so he's in, in our education team so we kind of had a we were speaking about the differences between teaching, coaching and mentoring. And I never really made the distinctions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna go into detail what Robin told me, but he broke them down really well for me. Um, so as a coach, you're, you're there to get your students or you know, clinician to try and solve their problems. And you as a coach are there as a kind of crutch. Um, so I found that really interesting. I think one of the beauties of this job is we speak to so many different people who work in so many different occupations and, to be honest, I'm kind of learning on a daily basis. Um, and For me, that's really important in life and, obviously, in, in my day-to-day job.
1: But also, I think it's really important that, that the one of the things that we're trying with the podcast is just to basically say that the library here is not just for doctors and nurses, it's for everyone. Um, you'll always be welcome. and. If you're really unlucky, we'll make you a brew.
2: And yeah, we just, we're, we kind of want to create conversations, have dialogue, because um, we're a friendly bunch. And even just having you in today has broadened our minds and has, you know, made me think about things. And I think you're not going to have those, I don't want to say epiphanies, you're not going to have those moments without speaking with different people. Um, and I think that's the beauty of our podcast. So throughout the next few episodes, we're gonna get people from different backgrounds. And I think that's probably the most exciting aspect of, of doing this, I think.
1: Yeah, and you've been a fabulous, r- real first guest.
2: Yeah, honestly, you've been <coughs> brilliant. And I'm not just saying that because you're right front of me. Because um, we've had many conversations in, in the canteen and stuff. And I think getting it recorded is great for posterity and I guess to get your, your message out there get our message out there as well. Um, so yeah, we're just delighted you came on and you probably could be one of our best guests.
0: Well, thank you very much for inviting me and I must commend the work, you know. I think this is a very innovative step to, you know, do the podcast because then it opens up a library and the benefits of a library to, you know, beyond the physical space, mm. you know, people can, get involved with gaining more information wherever they are, you know, listening to the podcast. So I, I must commend both of you, you know, for taking that
1: I th- I think initiative. We're, we're both great believers in libraries without walls. I mean, one of the reasons that we're interested in electronic information is it's where you are. Um, but I also think that there is this value in having a library space where you can come and have a bit of peace and quiet. You can have a conversation, you know, it's...
2: And I think a library, it isn't binary anymore. I think a library is what you make of it. Um, you can come in and read a book and fiction. You can come in and do some study. You can use our e-resources. I mean, it's kind of endless really. Um, so we kind of, we kind of wanted to promote that. Anyone is welcome in, come in, have a chat, read a book. You know, we're an open book, pardon the pun. Um, and yeah, that's why we're doing this podcast as well. It's like, right this is what we do and, yeah.
1: And pretty much we're not librarians that like to go shh.
2: Yeah, we don't shush oh. people. Yeah, that's a thing of the past, isn't it? So We've reclaimed the shush. We probably mentioned it before in the other episodes, but I think we're quite proud
1: of that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 So, thank you. Great. Thank the you. Thanks for coming on in cool. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs>